everybody. Welcome to another First Run Bald Movies. We've got a treat tonight. Uh, Jim and I went to the cinema to see a film. The Cinemark, even. <laughs> called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, it's directed by Marielle Heller, who directed Di- A Diary of a Teenage Girl, and also Can You Ever Forgive Me? That, uh, uh, oh shoot, is Melissa Hartman? No. Joan Hart? No, who is it? <laughs> Melissa- oh, the, the Melissa McCarthy film. Uh, huh. And it's been on. That's been on my HBO watch list for a while. Uh, I've kind of was tempering my expectation because I was really excited about this. Because last year I saw that Fred Rogers documentary, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," and I read this article about around that time the the, the article that this film's based on. And then I started hearing things like, "Oh, there's only like 20 minutes of Fred Rogers in it, and it's really not about him so much as about this journalist and his his story." Uh, so I'm like, "Okay, well I'm gonna dial back because I thought this was more of a biopic." I left the movie very pleasantly surprised. I found this a very emotionally effective and uh, just just in a really um, ama- a pretty amazing film. What do you think? Uh, I wasn't pleasantly surprised, but I was pleased. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. I think it's mm-hmm. great. It's this this kind of movie that if you're estranged from your parents, perhaps <laughs> makes you want to call them up and say, "Hey, yeah, no, can we, can we fix this whole situation?" You know? Yeah, I totally get that vibe. Um, yeah, and it is disarming. I definitely want to talk about that, but also there's a lot like watching Mister Rogers itself. There's a few things where the film started doing a th- a particular thing, and I'm like, "There's no fucking way this is going to work." This is going to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. And then, like midway through it, I'm like, "My God, my God! I I know exactly what they're doing, and it's exactly huh. what Mr. Rogers tr- did." I mean, and, I'm curious to see which parts you yeah. you think they are in the spoiler section because yeah. there's something structurally about this thing that I want to talk about uh-huh. that is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, no, the whole framing device. But I don't is want to give it. I don't want to give anything away because, yeah, yeah. like, discovering that was part of the process of yes, watching this movie. I agree. Um. I thought it was the thing that surprised me is because I have seen the Fred Rogers documentary and I have seen the article or have read the article. Mm. Um, and there's another one that came out this week. I'm going to link all these in the show notes. Um, an article in the New York Times about Tom Hanks. Uh, that's pretty feel good story um, <laughs> about his experience making this movie in his life. But I, I was impressed. I was amazed at how much liberty I felt like they took with the 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 article that this was based on this guy's story. Like I felt like they really punched it up in a lot of places, and they changed the order of things, and oh. they amped up the story. Um, not in a way that was like offensive, and I think it's a it's it's a great primer to like kind of the man behind Mister Rogers and the effect that he had on people. Yeah, yeah. And I think it might inspire a lot of people to check out the documentary and to read the article. And because one thing I want to talk about maybe in the spoiler section is, is it possible to found like a secular religion based on the life of Fred Rogers? Is it possible to found an an art school on Bob Ross? Yeah, you absolutely then, then, fucking okay. Could. Then you could do it around Mister Rogers as well. Yes. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, like not saying he's divine or anything, but this man, like, what, what really impressed me about Mister Rogers, and it comes across in all the all the really serious, deep pieces you've seen, is not that he was a, a saint or that he was mm-hmm. some perfect human being, just that he really practiced and studied being a good human being. Yeah. And and worked at it like a hobby or like a vocation or mm-hmm. a calling. And 
you, you when you watch that and you start to realize that it's like why don't we all do that why don't i mean i, I think you know like well they, they make it clear in the movie it's hard work it is very hard you know it's work. not something that just comes naturally to him it's something he practices yeah uh so i think that's why we don't do it because it's hard, it's hard. that's depressing yeah but accurate and <laughs> yeah. I, I, the thing is like i i wonder like if um if in the like is is or like a Fred Rogers a singular person or is like he an outlier that shows us what's possible and that like we can bend the human arc towards that direction because my god hmm. what couldn't we accomplish if we were like a half as compassionate and empathetic as, as Fred yeah. Rogers yeah no I mean I I, I my relationship with Mr. Rogers uh -huh. is one that is now 30 years old mm -hmm. uh and and 30 years in my past it's not like i've you know binge watched mr rogers anytime yeah. lately yeah uh so so i have like vague fuzzy memories of the show um that were good memories and i remember liking it and enjoying what i'd seen of it but it's been so long that i forgot you know most of the the stuff that he did yeah. in that show mm -hmm. uh and, and so like seeing this movie as sort of a, a reminder oh yeah like fred rogers probably should have been a bigger part of my childhood. Like mm -hmm. I came away from this movie going, l looking at children's entertainment. Yes. And, and saying you could show your child Fred Rogers stuff, mm -hmm. or you could show your child Dragon Ball Z and fucking Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. And maybe there are some okay lessons to learn from sure. those, those shows. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're nowhere near the lessons that Mr. Rogers was trying to teach children. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's not even about like oh he raises topics but he he sort of like seemingly gives children permission to feel the things they're feeling yeah. and that's like super important when you have parents who are saying you know you you need to act right or you mm -hmm. need to behave or like you need to like stop doing that mm -hmm. like the, don't don't process why you're doing it and be, and the feelings behind it just stop it or acknowledge the validity of those things right but also right. acknowledge the importance of channeling those into healthy directions and right um, so mr so seeing this movie is like oh man now i truly get what mr rogers was all about yeah and because i remember and I, I don't I, know if that's a false impression of you know by, given to me by a movie that is no, loosely here's the thing. based on mr rogers or I, what but. i i watched a lot of mr rogers from a very young age in fact yeah. i don't remember a time where i didn't watch mr rogers and because my brother like as i was growing out of mr rogers then my sister came uh, along because right. we had a pretty big and then three years later my little brother came along and i would watch it you know I, so by the time my brother came along i along i was like a a teenager like a 12 13 year old and i'd watch you know like i'd kind of like you know be reading a book and he'd be on in the background and i'd be like oh brother jesus but then sometimes like i'd remember like i'd see things i saw as a kid like uh when he came home and his pet fish had died oh and yeah. you know he did the whole thing he scooped it out and he said you know i read somewhere that sometimes you can give a fish like a ba a bath and some salt water and that'll revive them and kind of it's, it's like a treatment for them and he tried that and he spends like five to ten minutes on this fucking fish and then like you know has like a little you know talks about death and how some everything dies and mm -hmm. and i remember like remember watching as a kid and thinking like just just blowing my mind but then watching my little brother watch it uh and it's like i said it's just this weird show where like this guy seems ridiculous until you start listening uh to him talk and there's yeah. um i don't want to spoil anything because there's so many things i want to say that's in like the articles and documentary but they weave a lot of that into the movie and uh mm -hmm. 
he's he's just a really fascinating guy and i i, I remember like um you know i I'm doing this new political show and in the first two weeks the idea of like you know positive masculinity has come up and been a topic discussion and i think like what a different way to be a man that fred rogers was mm-hmm. but like something that's like universally beloved and respected like he commanded yeah. respect from oh, people yeah. he wasn't uh, there's a line in the article that this is based on oh, where he's talking the experience of, of where mr rogers like he was in a room and some people like initially weren't taking him serious and he said there's a there's a point where the room realized that this was not some eunuch Mm-hmm. That was going to be like shuffled off that he was an authority figure and that he was used to being respected and listened to. And he's like just kind of like waited for the room to realize that, too. And then once <laughs> he had him, he continued. I'm like, yeah, how the fuck do you do that with this manner about you? Right. Because he's very quiet. Yeah. He, he's very uh, measured in his responses yeah. at all times. And you think it's it's one of those guys where it's like, is this guy for real? But once yeah. you realize he's for real, and that's like, man, that documentary is that it really went into like, you know, he had a bunch of beatneck hippie crew uh, mm-hmm. that was kind of on the wall, but they loved and respected him. And he was like, you know, he could laugh and joke with them. But also, uh-huh. this is very serious what we're doing. Don't what we, we have to take the work seriously. And mm-hmm. I, what a righteous dude, man. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a cool guy um here's the thing i came in here yeah uh when i saw who was what company was contributing to this and i was prepared to just tear it to pieces what was that uh tencent do you know anything about tencent no, they, I do not. they they own like 40 percent of of epic or something and they're all over fortnite they own like 100 percent of uh league of legends there riot video games game? Yeah, Tencent. and they made a Mister Rogers movie. They're like the they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Whoa, one, like one of the biggest entertainment companies in the world, based out of China. And I was like, well, they're just fucking strip mining nostalgia for profit. Here. Oh, Tencent. T- Tencent. Oh, Tencent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I still don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed. I haven't like this. This. Um, this is all new to me. I listen to Giant Bomb a lot. <laughs> all right. They talk about him. Uh, so I was prepared to come in here and rip it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least from that angle. But it's hard to like take anything away from this when it's such an honest film. Like mm-hmm. I I I really felt like they were not trying to portray Mr. Rogers in a certain light. Mm-hmm. They were just showing me the man that he is. Mm-hmm. Um and, and the effect that he has on people around him with this this narrative they were constructing. So like I don't know. Yes, they're gonna make money on this. Yeah. But I don't know if that's wrong with the film they've made. Well, I mean, that's one of the the silver linings to these giant soul sucking companies is every once in a while they fuck around and give money to the right project and do something amazing. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, shit. Might as well celebrate the wins while we got them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 the thing is, I feel like saying more about the look of the film and like the the way that some of the cinematic techniques uh, would take away from. I will say that like there's the opening scene. Uh, the first time you see Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers and he's mm-hmm. in and he's singing It's a Beautiful Day and you know how it goes and he's doing the clothes and I'm like <laughs> there's something manic a little bit that I don't remember about Fred Rogers like almost like Tom Hanks is nervous doing this. I imagine you gotta be. Yeah and like it's like hard to do like what the things and and then like after he got through the song he turns to like a, this prop mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, as he made that turn, I'm like, oh, wow, he just nailed it. Yeah. 
Like it was like a little uncanny Valley Fred Rogers. And then for the rest of the movie, like I thought Tom Hanks mm -hmm. did an amazing characterization of Mr. Rogers. He doesn't particularly look like Mr. Rogers. I mean, they help him along the makeup. Yeah, not particularly. But sure. the voice and the mannerism yeah. and the, you know. And the presence. I mean, the just. There you go. Like, yeah, him, him on camera as Mr. Rogers, I think, worked incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lost Tom Hanks at some point in this movie. Yeah. And I just saw Fred Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does that a lot. He's a very good character actor in, a, in, yeah. in addition to so many other things. And he's got some, he's got comic timing, which he gets the, oh, right. I wouldn't have expected to see like comic timing Tom Hanks, uh, SNL star performer <laughs> Tom Hanks uh, used to be, everyone known him as a funny guy. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect that in a Mr. Rogers movie, but he did some like really fun, he had some fun with it. Absolutely, as as Mr. Rogers did himself. Um, what uh, what do you think about uh, Matthew uh, Reese? Reese, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh huh. Uh, he was. Eh, I I don't want to give too much away, but uh -huh. he was exactly what he needed to be in this in this show. Yeah, this movie. Yeah, I I, I I've always like. I like him a lot, and I loved mm. his performance in Americans, but I ultimately yeah. didn't like the Americans. Yeah, and no, I didn't. really hated the asshole he played in like uh, I forget what season it was as girls, but I liked I, I liked his, I I, I hmm. I'm glad that I finally saw a performance of his that was like long form, and I just felt like <laughs> n unconflicted in how much I loved it. Yeah, I thought he did a, like a really good job. I, I mean, that's the other uh, thing is I felt like I learned a lot about being a son, and I also kind of learned a lot about being a father. Mm -hmm. um, from this movie. I mean, that sounds pretty hokey for an hour and a half movie, but I think it's true. Yeah. I think it's true. Yeah. Like I said, the, the way you're talking about, like, you know, family and stuff, it's, uh, mm -hmm. that's a hell of a movie, have an impact like that. I agree. Uh, do you want to get into the trailers? Let's do it. Okay. So I have a ton. I saw this, the, for the first time, the new trailer for Cats. Yes, I did too. Jim, I startled the room yesterday in the Bald Move headquarters <laughs> when I, I I screamed, didn't I? You did. I screamed. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I saw a headline where apparently they spent three hundred <laughs> million dollars, and we had to legitimately go and research whether no, I this didn't was the it. most I'm like expensive that, movie ever made. Three hundred million dollars. It almost is. And Jim, yeah. I can't impress upon you how much this thing makes no fucking sense i've Dude. seen the play live i i, I told huh. cecily I, I saw this like i was a 23 and it's like a fucking fever dream and she's like oh i can't be like that we rented it <laughs> off amazon the broadway recording of it it's at, at I, it's even incomprehensible because when i saw it live i was up in the nosebleed sections of the air and off and like it was, you yeah, see you know, these yeah. cats running around and when you're a jellico cat you go jellico fat and and like <laughs> what the hell is going on but seeing everything in motion and getting subtitles uh -huh. i still don't know what the fuck is going on yeah they're magical cats and i mean Ian they McKellen, get taken up in spaceships Idris elba dame judy dench McCavity. Uh, do you know about McCavity? No. He's an evil cat. Do you know how? You know oh, is that, James that he's evil? Because every once in a while, the cats just kind of hiss and go, McCavity. <laughs> For 30 <laughs> seconds. Here's the thing. Yeah? They can spend $300 million on this movie because I did. guarantee this thing is going to make a billion dollars on perverts alone. You oh, I didn't think about the yeah. furry vote. I mean, it's, it's Idris Elba covered in hair with no... 
growing to speak of. People are going to go wild for this yeah, shit. Yeah, and the, the lady perverts. cats are all shapes and sizes oh, and yeah. colors and the, and if the, you're not the into guys. Idris, uh, they got James Corden for you. You want a butch cat? They got butch cat. You want a little Finny yeah. kind of like, you know, cute uh, K-pop uh, uh, the cat? They got that. It's all shapes and sizes. <laughs> Sure. When you're a Jellico cat, you can Jellico get it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Jellico, Jellico, Jellico. I don't know. It's I, good. I, yeah. I, I'll tell you another thing. Me and Cecil are going to see this thing. And we're going to fucking do a podcast on it. <laughs> I'll tell there's, you something. I'm not. <laughs> there's not a there's not a doubt in my mind. We're going to do that. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Did you see this? Just Mercy. I did. Yeah, this looks awesome. It looks awesome. But what's it about? Uh, it's about. A man who's been wrongly convicted, sent to death row, and Michael B. Jordan is going to fight for him. That that's literally all. They, this and it's about racism in Alabama, and it's got oh, looking wow. glass it's in, in Alabama. It. Okay, yeah. it's got uh, Brie Larson in it. It's yeah. got uh, Tim Blake Nelson, yes. who we're really Blake enjoying Nelson. on The Watchmen. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, but I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, did you see Harrison Ford? Call of the Wild. In Call of the Wild? I saw Harrison Ford. I saw With a drummer from The Expanse. And uh -huh. I saw a CG dog. Yeah. Which was a little off-putting. Yeah. It, it's, that, it's in that uncanny valley. Uh-huh. Well, so I remember my dad gave me when I was um, like a young man a copy of uh, like a collection of Jack... Uh, london novels gotcha. uh it was a it was a twin edition of call of the wild and white fang mm -hmm. and i remember reading them both and just like being amazed by how the but i thought that call of the wild was more about like oh what maybe that's white fang maybe i'm getting white fang confused but i, I thought the uh, call of the wild was more about like uh um a young boy and a dog and an adventure <laughs> not an 80 year old man yeah i'm i mean i i'm delighted huh. uh it's a very curious choice to pair him up with a cg dog uh -huh. that's like doing bits and things like it's a it's a weird choice but i like the source material and hmm. it's harrison ford how many times do you see harrison ford grumble out of retirement and do something <laughs> right i mean it's probably just because they said yeah, look, Harrison, you can come in, uh -huh. you can be a loner out in the woods, you don't have to talk to anybody, mm -hmm. we'll just put a camera, you know, a minimum of 100 feet away from you, he <laughs> we'll thought, give you a green screen pet. He he thought that his, uh, his agent, there's how they got him, his agent called him up and said, hey, it's, it's a hell of a thing, it turns out you actually owe... Uh, uh, a couple more pages of performance for Star Wars. We're going to get you in, do some insert shots with a Chewbacca. Uh -huh. They get some guy in a green sock, and he just thinks he's on Star Wars. Right. He's in, what is this, fucking Hoth? Well, There's right. a lot of snow yeah. here. Is yeah. a, well, I'm, I'm hooking, hooking a sled up to Chewie that seems, seems kind of kinky and weird. But yeah, it's, it's, the, only, it's the, only, the only answer. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I saw this. I think this doesn't look bad. Really? Yeah, now I that they've think... redone Sonic, okay, I think yes. the movie looks perfectly passable. I, I was impressed with how much like Sonic it felt. Sound effects, visuals. Yes. Okay. Like... And then Sonic does look like Sonic. I can't believe this yeah. was a hard decision. I can't right. believe like what led to the thing. I guess they spent $30 million on fixing this. I saw like the worst take on Twitter ever, which is... Wow, you know, the studio spent $30 million to fix a fan complaint. We got to support this movie or like what is our what is our criticism even worth? And I'm like, well, yeah, but like I said when we this this debacle first happened, I think we talked about this on lunch, like 
the same people that made Sonic the Hedgehog a nightmare, mm-hmm. abomination, are the same people that made the plot and cast and everything else about this movie and thought it was yeah. a good idea. So until I until I see this film is actually passable, I'm still going to suspect it's a giant turd. And I thought I saw a lot of giant turds, even though you're right, they nailed the Sonic part of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the overall plot kind of smells turdy. He just, he's just got to go fast, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously a kids' movie. I'm not going to rush out to see it, but if it happens to cross my path in the future, I won't. I well, I don't know if I'll be disappointed, but I won't yeah. be reluctant to sit down and yeah. watch it. Uh, Jumanji two. Saw Did that one that? too. Yeah. I loved the first the first Jumanji remake. I thought it was more fun than the original, and I quite liked the original. And I think this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, looks probably not a bald movie, but um, it's a good family film. Uh, Did you see any of these um, uh, chick flicks? Let's call them little little woman. Little, little women, little, little woman. woman. Yeah, that and Emma. I'm sure you're gonna talk okay. about. Yeah, I saw both of those. Were you in the same theater as me? Yes. Oh well, fuck. <laughs> I I would have t- handled this in a completely different way if I'd realized that. Um, I I've not seen. I've not read these bo- books. Like I've always heard of Little wo- Women mm-hmm. and uh, Emma, uh, and I've read quite a bit of Jane Austen. And of course, you know, I, I've read a lot of Patrick O'Brien, which is a kind of the masculine side of that coin. Um, I'm kind of amazed I, didn't, I haven't seen either of these movies. I'm really... Uh, it, they look great. They have a lot of star hmm. power, like uh, Sorzy Ronan. And Did you see Mary Queen of Scots? No. I think that came to HBO last month, and I, I watched it on a whim, and because uh, it's something that's kind of interested. It has... Was it Margot Robbie? No, no. It's Is it Margot Robbie playing the Queen Queen Elizabeth? Uh, the first was that like the the Knight's Tale kind of like modern? No, uh-uh. it's very, it's very oh. like period accurate. And They've been releasing a lot of intrigue and that period stuff. I really, I thought she was amazing in it. Uh, it's got Emma Watson, Eliza Scanlon. Did you recognize her? I did see Sharp Objects. Yeah, yeah, Sharp Objects girl. Yep. Um, it looks really good. And Jane Austen, um, or I mean Emma rather. I meh. Yeah, uh, I think Little Little Women looked real good. Emma, why not was Emma? Mad. Just because the, the it didn't have the star power, or because like why? I'm trying to I, think. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was something about the tone of it. I was like not as into it as Little Women. A little more frivolous, perhaps. Yeah, definitely more of a comedy. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up checking them all out. But uh, uh, did that... you see Last Christmas with Amelia Clark? No, I didn't. <laughs> Must have been before you got there. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, we had an experience. It's a running up to this movie. Oh um, boy. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, well. rom com Amelia Clark. Oh, it was it last Christmas? It's Christmas, I, yeah. Yes, yes. I have seen this trailer, and I am very excited to see this movie. You are because I'm very not, but it's, oh, man. it's not my type this of movie. This is part like I'm. This is something me and Cecily are into now. Mm. What? Oh no! The engineering booth vigorously shaking her head. No, I thought that something we were <laughs> I in. I was told are these ironically terrible Christmas movies, but apparently <laughs> one of us is too cool for school in 2019. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so we're the 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 line we're drawing is we're not paying for terrible Christmas movies. Uh, we only watch them free on a, a Hallmark. Yeah. All right, I mean, but HBO's getting into the game. I mean, not HBO. Uh, Netflix is getting into the game. They've True. got yeah. they got a bunch of terrible Christmas stuff coming. It's 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 a great time. It's a great mm-hmm. time to be alive. Uh, that is there any other trailers? Nope. That is all the trailers for tonight. If you would like to join us in Mister Rogers' neighborhood, uh, it's real easy, neighbor. You just got to go to club.ballmove.com. Uh, you can sign up for free, a free 30-day trial. You can sample all of our wares. And if you think we're worthy enough to support, 
if, if, if content like our spoiler edition of our movie reviews is worth it, then uh, you, you can remain on. Club.baldmove.com, everybody else, into the spoiler section. Might as well say, would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? 